This hour of broadcasting brought to you by TwoWayRadioCenter.com, a Motorola value-added reseller. Welcome to the Church Safety and Security Broadcast with the Church Safety Guys. Brought to you by Vigilant Impact. The Church Safety Guys is a nonprofit organization dedicated to equipping the vigilant, those men and women who stand watch, keeping our houses of worship and places of faith safe. We believe church safety and security must be a ministry first and have engaged servant leaders who continually strive for excellence and teams of motivated volunteers that are always training. Join us for the next hour as the Church Safety Guys unpack safety, security, leadership, and ministry operations with your hosts, Dr. James McGarvey and Mike Scully. This broadcast is also available on YouTube, your favorite podcast platforms, churchsafetyguys.com, and on the original Church Security app. Download it today. Feel free to like, subscribe, and share with your ministry. Hello and welcome to the Church Safety and Security Broadcast with the Church Safety Guys. I am James, and once again, I am joined by my co-host, Mike. <laughs> hey, James. I don't know be, why uh, that that makes me laugh so much saying that, but... <laughs> I know, I wonder too, because it's like, uh, sometimes you're just like, and I'm joined tonight by... Yeah, the same person you're always joined by. Why are you acting like it's tonight only? It's just, I don't know, the inflection makes it sound like it's the first time and the only time. And I'm like, ah, as far as I know, I've been doing this for more than two years now. <laughs> or, or, or so my wife keeps telling me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, should probably, I should probably adjust that. <laughs> I gotta, th- I gotta think through how I can, how I can introduce, introduce you better. I, I don't know. I, it's so normal. It's like, hey, it's Mike. Mike and I, we're here. Yep. Let's let's roll. <laughs> well, and and we actually were together like two weeks ago. Uh, is it only two weeks? It feels like it was forever ago already. Yeah. But I mean, the, the being across the country, but then we're able to to meet up in Dallas, and so it's good to be back on air and. Uh, back doing a live show again and it was good to meet all the folks down in uh or i should say up for me down for you uh <laughs> in, in in dallas it used to be down for me but now now that i'm in austin it was uh it was an interesting just short drive up so worked out pretty well but it was a great yeah. it was a great day <clears throat> yeah it was we we definitely it was it's always fun whenever we can get together and and uh so we had the opportunity to to join Chuck and Marion uh, down there with uh, NOCCSM, I think it is, and um, they uh, did a fantastic conference. They invited us down there. We were one of the the sponsors for it. Got to meet some some great folks and and had some folks come out from all over the country, really, to yeah. to hang out there and and uh, and so it was always always encouraging and i know um oscar uh oscar's listening he always listens on sunday night so thanks for coming out oscar <laughs> and if you're listening to this broadcast he just signed in actually from uh from texas so um 
and we were able to give him the his certificate because he completed the first year of the uh, Centurion Bible College program. And so um, con- congrats to him. I'll throw yep. that in there. <laughs> Good shout out for the first one. I mean, uh, yeah, bravo to you. I mean, you, you, it's rare to get a shout out on the show. So. Uh, it's a, it's a good call, but good, good to meet in person and not just behind the screen. And, uh, uh, congratulations on completing that. And thank you for what you do for your church. For sure. So if this is the, if this, if you're listening at home and this is the first time that you've joined us, welcome. Thanks for, for hanging out with us. Um, as always, you can visit us on our website at churchsafetyguys.com. And um, you can connect with us through there if you have any questions, if there's anything we can help you with with your your church. And then um, you can also connect uh, with us through our uh, church security app that's downloadable on the iOS and Google Play uh, stores. There's some great resources on there for, for you and your team. And then a new way is actually through Patreon. And we don't talk about that too much, or we haven't, because we've just been so busy with with stuff. But yeah. um, that's also a great way to, to go back and, and catch some past episodes on specific topics, um, because we only have the last, I think, the last two seasons on YouTube now. Uh, but you can go through there and um, access that uh, if there's a particular topic that you're looking for uh, that maybe we've talked about in the past. So good stuff. Um, like Mike said, we did take the last two weeks off because we were traveling to Texas and then I had to go out to California, uh, for a funeral, but we have been working very hard. And in fact, um, (laughs) you know, never, never underestimate or, you know, think that a vacation means that we're not working (laughs) because we are. And I think we um, did more in the last, uh, honestly, the last month worth the last four weeks, I think we've got more done, and that's saying something. Yep. I mean, we're always kind of working hard trying to pull this off and and keep things going, but I feel like we've done more in the last four weeks than we have in four months. It, I, it's really weird. I definitely agree. I mean, we were planning an, a workshop day that came up, so up in uh, Winchester, New Hampshire, that's going to yep. be in October, October eighth. And then uh, Mike and I just happened to both be in New Hampshire and Massachusetts at the same time. (laughs) And so I had a church reach out to us and they said, hey, um, would you guys consider doing a workshop uh, since you're on this side of the country? And so we're excited about that. That was not planned. No, it came up really quick. We have a we have a save the date for our conference next year in uh, it's going to end up being in St. Louis, um, Missouri, or just outside of St. Louis, and that's going to be in March. Um, so we're, we've been trying to work on that and put that together, and then um, just write, you know, three more books. <laughs> three so. more books, only three. <laughs> yeah, almost done. Which, working on it. Yeah, which you know we we're we wrapped up. We're wrapping up equip. That's in a, a formatting editing stage. Um, yep. We've got a new devotional coming out, and then we also have a new um, brand new brand new devotional like, coming out, and brand new core um, core book foundational book that I think will be very helpful to a lot of churches. And so um, there's uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. Between now and the end of the year, never a dull. 
never yep. a dull moment. So we'll keep you posted when, uh, when that stuff comes out and certainly, um, let you know, so you can take advantage of, of that. But if you're, you know, if you're listening and you happen to be in, in the, um, uh, New England area. We'd love to, to hang out with you and, and meet you in October. Um, details for that are on our website and then, and it's very, very limited. I will say that too, because the, the church is a small church. I think we only have about 50 tickets, uh, and we've already gone through quite a few of those. I think we've sold probably 15 or 20, um, so very small, it, so. yeah, very small hands on. And then, uh, for St. Louis, um, in March, um, we don't have the tickets up yet. The church that, uh, is hosting us is actually putting that together and it should be in the next couple of weeks. Um, they should have those available and you can, uh, and we'll certainly provide the website info for that when we, you know, when that becomes available and it'll be on our website as well. Um, but yeah, we're going for that conference. Um, Mike and I will be there, and then uh, we'll have uh, at the moment tentatively we're planning on having uh, John Riley with us from Gentle Response, and then also uh, Dwayne Harris uh, from Full Armor Church will actually be there. So, um, and I, I believe we've got a an individual from the local police department that's going to be there as well, um, to speak to churches. So it's going to be a busy day. Um, very, uh, very fantastic content, a lot of great content, great speakers, very, um, high energy. And, uh, it'll be a fun day that you don't want to miss. So if you, if you happen to be in the Missouri area, especially, you know, feel free to, to reach out and we'd love to connect with you through that. So, that's a mouthful. We got too much to promote now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's because we haven't done a live episode in like it's three true. weeks. It doesn't like taking a va- see, and that's the thing. Yeah. Taking a vacation doesn't make it easier. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness, I just mentally ran through a whole list of stuff that I need to talk to you about off the air. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's crazy because all the so much of this came up over the last few weeks. And yeah. We were off and or preparing for the in person conference. And then it's like, oh, we're going to New Hampshire. Oh, we're going to St. Louis. Oh, we're, I'm flying up to Ohio. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts. So, but uh, anyhow, so for for this broadcast, uh, we have our our good friend in the background, and and I will go ahead and pull him in. So. Uh, thanks, John, so much for joining us. <laughs> Hi, good evening. <laughs> good to see it's, you, sir. Thank you. It's always great to have you have you come, and I I don't know why, but it's like I just feel more comfortable when you're around. Maybe it's because of your de-escalation <laughs> skills, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know what helps though too is it, it. So rarely are there guests that we have on that we've physically met in person. And nowadays yeah, well, it's true. like with, with a day job that I haven't even met my boss and a ton of people and <laughs> colleagues I've never met. And then most of our guests we have on air I've never met. And yeah. we've, we've had a chance to meet uh, in person, John, and hang out yeah. and do a day of conference together. And I, I feel like, you know what, when you're shoulder to shoulder in the trenches putting on a conference, you, you know what, you really get that stress level up and you really gotta know what it's like and it, you know it, it's good it was good to hang out grab dinner that night um 
but uh, you're the same in person as you are on StreamYard, <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> well, you know, anytime you have an opportunity to break bread together with somebody, that that really absolutely makes all the difference good. in the world in, in, in so many ways. Uh, so I appreciate your kind words. Thank you very much. Definitely sure. enjoyed my time hanging out with you guys and looking forward to doing it again, uh, you know, this coming March and all that. You know, just listening to you guys uh, as you're talking about the, your, your busy schedule, I think it, it gives people just a little glimpse of how much goes into um, trying to come up with all the background logistics and putting together a conference. It's not just a simple, hey, will you host this? Great. I'm going to show up with my table and a couple pamphlets and, you know, there's so much more. <laughs> coordination that goes into it not not to mention the coordinating with family life schedule yeah. the wife oh, sure. the kids you know i mean so there's a <laughs> lot that goes into it yeah so. usually what happens on my end is it gets put on our family calendar and my wife's like oh you're going to, to st louis huh you want to talk you want to talk about that a little bit hey and, what's this yeah. trip yeah 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 well i, I, I don't even my, I don't even think that she, I think she's way past the, what's this trip? I think we're yeah. already to the the point where she knows that it has something to do with CSG and, yeah. or, or hanging out with Mike. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what, that's what I've started doing at my end. Cause my wife and I share a, a joint Google calendar and, and I'll, I will color code so that she can have sure. an overview and okay, John's doing this, this, and this at, whether it's out of, out of state or in state, but she can see where I'm at. Because uh, otherwise, uh, man, I, I don't know what I would do without my my calendar and my cell phone. I don't know how I did it back or in the for day. You, for you, John, it's yeah. sometimes above the state, right? It, it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, I I will tell you, not a not a moment goes by that I try, you know, that that I try not to use. And um, I flew from. Ohio to, to Dallas for the conference with Mike and then flew back. And then I flew from uh, Columbus, Ohio out to um, Ontario, California. And both flights round trip, I think that's three and a half hours, four hour flight. I mean, my, my laptop was, if it was okay, if we were at 10,000 feet, my laptop was out and I was typing furiously mm -hmm. because I'm like, you know what, I'm going to use this time yeah. Nothing's, you know, I've got this in my mind for doing this, this certain thing. And so when we landed, I sent Mike a message and I'm like, Hey, you know, I got this book done. Hey, I got, I'm, I'm working on this, this outline for a new devotional. And he's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm feverishly like you. trying to stay. I'm feverishly <laughs> trying to stay on top of it to be ahead of him to work on different parts of the outline. Or this is coming next, and we're like, wait, I thought we were going here, and you went over there. And I'm like, right, okay, right. I, I, I got you. Let me let me work on that. Let me grab those notes right. and get those to you. <laughs> yeah, let me catch up. Give me a moment to catch up, right? <laughs> but I, you know, it is it is what it is. And then yeah, and in, in the middle of of that in California. I can't type on my laptop because it's like, I guess it was the elevation or something, but all of a sudden my, my battery like explodes, like it swells up and starts expanding in my computer. And I'm like, what in the world? So wow. I took my laptop apart and, uh, I, thankfully, thanks to the, the good folks at Amazon, I was able to get a replacement battery the next day and, and fix it. But I've never seen that happen before. Like the battery swelled up. So it was like three times the normal size. Wow. And, um, so 
Yeah, I'm like, I know I need my laptop. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta keep typing. <laughs> so, oh no, but uh, but good stuff. So anyhow, um, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was maybe longer. Uh, John and I kind of had a, a conversation offline, and we we talk a lot, you know, throughout the week and whatnot, but. Um, one of the topics that that uh, we talk about the group and some of the discussions that pop up and different things that we we um, come across in our daily daily lives and with de-escalation and church safety and all that stuff. But one of the things that came up was the topic of uh, be careful, be careful who you influence. And you know, I I asked John to to come on. Uh, tonight on this broadcast so we could kind of chat about that and I think part of it a lot of a lot of that reference like a lot of times people say what what exactly does that mean be careful of your influence well I think in in church safety and security I think oftentimes we uh, we don't completely ever understand what our influence is with the folks around us with um, the other volunteers if we're leading a team directly, indirectly, church members, church church staff, etc. Um, even individually, sometimes we don't know who all is watching or who we interact with and who we have the chance to interact with. And, you know, in the last, um, last week, in one of the, actually one of the new devotionals that I was working on, um, we talk about about it a lot and we talk about using wisdom and there's a lot in there from um, really from Proverbs on using wisdom and understanding that, you know, there's wisdom in counsel and many counsel and um, y- you really need to, biblically, you really need to be careful who and and how you act and how you portray yourself because oftentimes, you know, maybe maybe it's easy to get frustrated about something, about how leadership is responding to, you know, having a safety team. We hear that a lot or or something else. But in reality, um, how we represent ourselves is indicative of our relationship with Christ and how we represent ourselves is also uh, important uh, because we don't only just represent ourselves, but we represent the team, we represent safety, we represent the idea to church leadership. So I, you know, we were talking about it and I just kind of wanted to, to uh, tee up that subject for this broadcast and give you guys a chance to kind of weigh in and chat a little bit about that. So, yeah, you know, coincidentally, my pastor, actually today's message had a, had a lot to do with that. And I ended up taking some notes today and and this is actually a subject matter that I talk about quite often with the guys at my men's breakfast group every Tuesday morning. Uh, when you came out of that water, when you first got baptized, when you first walked in front of that church and you symbolically said, I am now a believer, I am now a Christian. It wasn't just in front of that church body. You just now became a witness and uh, uh, a missionary to the world and people are watching you. People are listening to what you say. People are watching how you handle stress in your life and how you interact with the world around you. And one of the things that our pastor talked about was that seeds are planted in us. And if we are not careful, we can also plant seeds in other people. Well, not that that we need to be careful about it. We do plant seeds in other people. 
What we need to be careful about are the type of seeds that we plant in people. And if you have a strong personality and, and you're looked up to as a leader and all that, if you're not careful, you can plant the seeds of resentment, especially if you're heard griping about church leadership or politics or whatever, you can plant the seeds of frustration, to plant the seeds of resentment, to plant the seeds of anger, and that stuff will fester and grow. And with everything going on in the world right now, that is what's being watered. And if and that is the crap that's going to just 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 grow in you if you're not careful. And so you've got to check yourself and and make sure, hey, I'm ministry minded, and just recognize that people are watching you, whether whether you. Believe it or not, and one of the examples I, I I give in my in my training classes and all that, uh, I have several stories. But but I, I tell people, you may not even be the person in contact with whatever is going on. But I but believe me, people are watching you. They watching you see you if you roll your eyes, the, your body posture. You know, because you represent the church, they're watching you. And if you do something that seems condescending or dismissive, they'll key in on it. Um, just an example at our church not too long ago, Joyce Meyer was having uh, had one of our con her conferences at our church a few months ago. Um, and a gentleman became offended that there were so many video cameras. And he was venting about his rights being violated or whatever. And to one of our two man security teams, while he was addressing one, his partner, my buddy, was off about 15 feet away, just keeping an eye on the crowd because they were leaving. And all of a sudden, this guy is barking at my friend saying, hey, you're not even listening to me. And my buddy was taken aback because he wasn't even part of that conversation. But the, mm -hmm. guy key, but the guy keyed in on the fact that my partner, my buddy, was not showing uh, validating and affirming and showing respect and, and paying attention to him. He was basically ignoring him because he wasn't part of the conversation he was watching the crowd and so i use that now as a recent illustration hey you may not even be part of the uh, conversation but someone's watching you and and if you're not careful you could be planting the wrong seeds in people so just just be aware of that for sure mike do you want to jump in <clears throat> sure there's uh so much there i mean it could go in many different directions here. I, I think I want to go back and and really just say, let's start with saying, let's define the word influence because I feel like modern day, the word influence, influencer, etc., has been distorted and mm. kind of crapped on, uh, I think, to some degree as to what it is. But it's power or to sway or affect based on prestige, wealth, ability, position, or other background. And so it, it has a sway and, and we can both be influenced as much as we in our positions of authority or positions of visibility to your point there, John, we are acting as influencers uh, in the old sense, not necessarily the new sense, because I feel like if we fast forward to the new sense, it, it's you see that that it's really uh, my pastors talked about it from a, a balance of head, heart and hands. Um, uh, where you have their head in the game, the heart in the game, or your hands are, are in the game. And so we certainly look at it from a safety and security. We're always looking at the hands. The hands tell really where the heart and the head are going. What are they trying to do? We're, we're seeing that very often with people with bad intent. Well, when we're looking at it in the influencer world, very often they have one, maybe two of those that are true. In other words, their head is truly where it's at. Their hands are in it. They're manipulating. They're doing something. But you don't always see somebody who has all three. In other words, they're 
passionate about their topic. They're fully involved. They're not just doing an Instagrammable moment, that they're actually out there doing what they're putting on social media. And I think that's the difference is that we're invisible spot. So we need the opportunity to understand that everything we do is on a stage. And I think you served that up well, John, is from that moment of baptism, we are accepting the fact that, you know what, we may not be on camera like you had to be, okay, necessarily on, on the street and things like that as an officer. But we're, So we're not getting cameras shoved in our face, but we're being viewed and we're being viewed from many angles that we don't even know. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, John. I was gonna, I was gonna I, jump back too, but I was, I was gonna say so. Uh, um, just, just to illustrate again the the impact it can have. Many, many years ago, before I attended our church, and it's a negative story, but it shows that the horrible ripple effect it can, it can something like this can happen. Um, a a very a young man in our youth group walked in on one of our pastors at the time with someone he shouldn't have been in one of the back offices. This young man to this day who's in his 30s, late 30s now, has absolutely turned his back on God, hates the church, and actually it's even affected uh, his life with his own family who are still believers. Uh, and, it's a tra and it's a tragic ripple effect because instead of recognizing that the pastor mm -hmm. was the one who was fallen, he's decided to blame God, blame church, and he's just absolutely walked away. And that is the horrible, horrible uh, 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 example of a, of, a, of a negative seed and something that, that, that we could inadvertently do. So how does all this affect church security? We all know that there's some really strong personalities out there that are very firmly uh, just, it's all about guns or it's all about one thing or another. And the problem is, you know, it's not necessarily one or the other. You've got to understand that, that, that you need to have not only the proficiency and efficiency with weapons, but verbal de-escalation skills and first aid. You know, you need to be well-rounded, but I, we still yeah. run into people who very, very focused and they have their own lane. And unfortunately, because of their strong personalities, they're dragging a whole lot of other people with them. And it's, and it's like, gosh, guys, there's a lot more to security than, than just this a critical component but there's more to it there's more to 100 it yeah it's a perception gap i mean we've really seen in there is that the, the there's a perception that the and i think it's it's really that fear has been sown and it's been spread mm -hmm. far and wide of the active shooters coming the active shooters coming there's there's been plenty of that in the church scene Okay, mm -hmm. I would argue maybe too much because you're seeing a reaction in churches that great. Okay, they actually know they need to take it seriously and they're doing something and that's good. But they're they're doing it hastily. They're doing it without a plan and they're going after it from a standpoint that says, oh, my gosh, I got to prepare for the active shooter. And yet their team doesn't even know how to do CPR. Where's the AED? How do you run an evacuation drill? Any of those number of things, let alone the the de-escalation component there's so much there and and what james and i will call as core saying core skills that are necessary before yeah. you get into elective skills and active shooter preparation and team movement and all sorts of that other stuff which absolutely has a place but that place is as an elective after you have the core battened down and I've, I've actually talked to a couple of new uh new church smaller churches and i've pointed them in your direction 
because I, I tell them, look, I know how overwhelming it can be when you're starting out to start a new team or you have an iffy leadership sure. and all that. It can be very overwhelming because you're thinking cameras and you're thinking all this stuff. Slow down, take a deep breath. There's certain core things like you're talking about. And I've actually pointed some people in your direction to say, just just reach out to these guys and and they'll walk you through it don't try to bite off more than you can chew you'll get discouraged you get re upset you'll get frustrated you'll throw in the towel and that doesn't help anybody yeah and we always appreciate that and we do we do spend quite a bit of time uh doing that like coaching churches and just saying whoa you know wait a second let's let's back up um, I want to I want to circle back to what what you originally said, John, about planting seeds, because something kind of stuck in my mind, and and I'm just going to be transparent. Um, a long time ago, I I realized that my attitude and how um, two things really my attitude and how I uh, portray the leadership of the church to the folks that volunteer with me. Um, makes an amazing difference. Now that can be a good difference or bad difference. And unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not really proud to say that uh, it was making a bad difference because whenever I was frustrated with something, I would communicate to my team that I was frustrated and then they would get that perception that, well, the leadership really isn't supporting us when the leadership really was supporting, maybe not in the way that I would have anticipated or liked, but they were still supporting us. It was just, I got to know, and I was frustrated or discouraged. And and we all know, like working with leadership on that, you know, there are times when it's not a yes or a no. Sometimes it's a maybe, and you have to justify and get the right timing down, get the right communication down for that particular topic or, or subject. And the other thing is, you know, the second point I was just trying to make is, you know, Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there's no guidance, people fail, but in abundance of counselors, there's safety. And so when we surround ourselves, and this is really one of the major topics of the next book coming out and, and devotional, but when we surround ourselves with people that are uh, reaffirming positive, you know, that maybe are, have strengths where our weaknesses are, even as leaders, that builds everyone up, you know, that brings everyone up to the point where, you know what, it's easier to do a job, it's easier to be positive, because we're not, we don't have time, and we're not being negative about a particular situation. But I, I will say to go back to the the story I just mentioned about me, me being, you know, pessimistic and upset all the time, what I started realizing was that other people were taking that to heart because when I come back and I'm like, man, I talked to that, talk to the leadership. They're just not going to give us the money to fix this camera. They're just not going to do this or that. I started noticing a transformation where in other conversations they were like, well, why doesn't the leadership like us? And it was like, at one point in time, I think God probably got my attention, <laughs> smacked me across the face and was like, Hey, you know what, how you're portraying yourself, how you're portraying the folks above you makes a difference. And so I, what I started doing was actually thinking through, okay, 
you know what, if I have a conversation, then I need to filter that and I need to filter my attitude and check my attitude to, you know, to, to relay information in a positive way. And I'm not saying spin it. I'm not saying, you know, make stuff up or obviously not lie or, or change the truth. But the, again, the reality is for those of us that are involved with church safety and security, sometimes quite often the answer is not yes or no. The answer is maybe in a situation. And we don't always see the big picture that church leadership sees when they're trying to navigate something. Um, you know, we, our church just decided that it was important to purchase a vehicle to use for a number of things, including safety. And several of the pastors came to me and said, we'd like your input and your help on purchasing this vehicle. That's something that I've been saying that we needed for the last 15 years. But now, you know, this is the point, maybe it's because I'm leaving, (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time, I'm like, okay, you know what? Now I could walk around being disgruntled and say, well, I talked about doing that 15 years ago. I didn't. And everybody looked at me and said, James, you've been asking for this for the last, you know, 10, 15 years. And I'm like, I know, I don't know what prompted them to say maybe resources freed up that, you know, maybe, you know, something happened. I don't know. But the reality is we've been graced and blessed with this opportunity to be better equipped, to be successful. And they're, they're considering this. So let's take advantage of it. So, you know, there's always, there's always ways that you can look at things more positive and, you know, be grateful and thankful. Um, and, you know, be, be aware and not necessarily have that seed of resentment planted, um, but certainly, I mean, no one, and, and we get questioned about that a lot where pastors will reach out to us and say, Hey, the culture in this ministry is just horrific. What can I do to fix this? And, you know, Mike knows exactly what I'm talking about. Cause we have conversations about it all the time. It's like, okay, so I gotta, you know, it's usually me <laughs> mentioning to him, Hey, a church just reached out and they're saying they have culture, culture issues. And, you know, it's like, well, somebody's, what does that boil down to? Well, somebody's got a bad attitude about something. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard, it's hard to serve in a ministry that the whole mission and purpose is to share the love of Christ with someone when you have a bad attitude. And, you know, like, like you said, John, that transcends, and we see that transcend to folks that reach out to us, even through social media, through the groups and everything, where it's, you know, sometimes you just have to kind of scratch your head and say, wow, you know, I, I'm not sure that I would really be comfortable attending your church because of how you're portraying yourself. Because, I mean, and I'm just being, again, I'm just being honest and transparent. You know, I've had people in our groups and on social media cuss me out because I didn't think that, um, I don't know, I didn't make a recommendation to carry a certain firearm. I mean, that's how simple some of that sounds, but, you know, I've talked to both of you guys about that before where it's just like, have we gotten to that point where, you know, that's, that's what happens. I don't know. So much there also, (laughs) you know, and and that's actually where I've, I've I've seen uh, a a lot of people kind of get led away, strong personalities, 
uh, uh, very convinced and, and, and very excited and passionate about a particular name brand or weapon or whatever. And some uh, other men who've had a particular other name brand for years, sold everything and started from scratch spending, you know, I don't know, thousands, some thousand dollars. And then having trouble starting from zero, getting acclimated to the new weapon, the new ergonomics, the new everything. And they're talking to me about it. And I, I, discovered that they had this other weapon for many, many, many years that they're already comfortable with. And I said, why didn't you just stay with that and just get better at it? Well, I don't know, because so-and-so said this weapon was was better. And I'm like, this, this, this is this is where one of those little things and if you're not careful, you can just lead people down this uh different path that just kind of screws things up a little bit. Um it just happened to take a, a long, slow, deep breath and just recognize, hey, the effect you have on other people may not necessarily be what you're looking for, may be what you want, depending on whether or not uh, uh, you're having a good day or bad day. And one of those things I learned very early on as an infantry sergeant, um, the troops don't always have to know everything that's bugging me. And I cannot be venting to them all the time because uh, that will affect their morale that will affect their attitude and Absolutely. so on. And, and that is one of the things as leaders um, in any career field, you do not have to vent. You can let them know that you relate to them. Hey, I get it. It's frustrating, blah, blah, blah. But chin up, let's drive on. All right, we got a mission. But if you start griping and, and, and venting to them, it's just going to plant that seed. And you can't be doing that. For sure. Mike, you're on mute. <laughs> there we go. How about now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to go in the path of, you know what, with, with influence, when you're in that position to actually influence, when you have that seat at that table, that, that mantle, if you will, comes great responsibility. And especially in a church ministry aspect. And I think that's one of those things that, that uh, James and I have really looked at from church safety guys perspective is that we we're not just looking at it in our our role in the church and and leading teams and things like that but also looking at it for this ministry itself is that we have responsibility not just to go with the whims of the day or the social media uh, um, uh, things that are going viral or this or that or the other thing but it's about being consistent and that's actually where uh, a lot of our our methodology comes from for the the life cycle it comes from really what we've called our four pillars um, which is really designed to ground us to make sure that we're consistent that we're here for the right reasons and that we're continuing to drive this ministry forward in the right way because we understand that like it or not we have influence okay we didn't ask for it we didn't necessarily see ourselves being in this seat but we have it, and so we take that seriously and understand that when we put something out on air, when we come out and say, hey, you know what, John's a good guy, we mean it. And we, uh, those things are big, and that influence is that responsibility. And so we take that very seriously. We have an obligation to the people who look up to us, uh, especially in the ministry field, whether security, ushers, greeters, whatever. But if it's in the church family and, we're, and we are in a, some type of leadership position and you got to understand just because you're not in a supervisory position doesn't mean you're not a leader. 
because you've got right. people who yeah. right okay so if if you Absolutely. are in a leadership position and you sense it you feel it you've got to understand you have an obligation and responsibility to those people also and you've, you've got you've got to make sure that you appreciate the fact that they're watching you uh, and it's not just a Sunday morning or Sunday evening or church event thing where they're watching you. They're 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 aware of what you're putting on social media. They're they're aware of mutual acquaintances and the things that people say about you and so on. So I, you know, like it or not, if you're a leader, there you have it. You know, you you have the responsibility and all that to make sure you live in right. And and we are tasked as believers in Christ followers to live right. Are we perfect? No. But doggone it, we, we're just aware that we need to fess up, repent, you know, uh, and just make sure that pe that we understand that people are watching us and we're the ones seeding them. And and uh, depending on their age, when you're gone, that's that's your legacy right there. The people who looked up to you and w whether or not they learn from things or learned from something from you or learn that they don't want to be like you. Um, and you know, so there you have it. <laughs> well, and you know, honestly, that's, that's so true. What, what you just said, because the reality is you're, you're placed in a position where, and a lot of times folks don't understand this, but because they'll say, even when, you know, when Mike and I are, we'll talk to him and I'm sure you as well, John, it's like, well, I'm just helping out. I'm just, you know, I'm just doing this. And it's like, well, wait a second you're not just doing this. You're, you're basically a first responder for before the first responder for mm -hmm. your church, mm -hmm. you know, for supporting and, and um, really guiding the mission of that ministry. And it's like, you know, you're supporting, you're the first in you're responding. So you have a position of leadership because people are looking to you in an emergency situation to provide direction, to yeah. provide guidance to provide, you know, de-escalation, grace, you know, mm -hmm. all of those attributes. And it's like, all of a sudden, this person is is up on the stage. And, you know, Mike alluded to that earlier. It doesn't matter at that point. It doesn't matter what you think. What matters is the perception of, you know, the folks that you're serving with. And, you know, that can be positive or that can be negative. But at the end of the day, I've had, I've had other ministry workers come up to me and say, you know what? Um, love you guys, love your ministry, but you always put so-and-so around the kids area or this or that. And I don't want them around here anymore because of, you know, X, Y, and Z. Mm. And I'm like, okay, you know, thank you. I appreciate you bringing that to my attention. Let's, let's talk about this. Let's see, you know, is there something that we can be flexible on? Is there something that you have a, a valid concern? What can we do? And then oftentimes, you know, that's a coaching mentoring process with that individual, you know, maybe I'll pull that individual aside and say, look, you know what? Um, I'm really concerned about you doing this or your actions and how you're acting because you're in a you're in a place where a lot of people, it's high visibility. A lot of people can see what you do and why you're doing it. Um, one of the biggest things when we do uh, church at, at my church, when we do uh, what we call shadowing, which is 
when there's a concern with one of the pastors, we'll, we'll have somebody with, with the pastor based on the situation and what's going on. There are times when I will go up on our stage because of something that's going on. You know, we'll have people positioned around the stage, et cetera. And there have been times afterwards, and I know, I mean, people don't normally see me up on the stage. So mm-hmm. I know that they know something's going on, but we want to handle it and we take it serious. And, you know, nine times out of 10 afterwards, someone will come up to me and they'll say, I don't know what you were doing up on the stage, but I know that you don't usually go up unless something important's going on. And I appreciate you taking that step and us being able to see that we take safety and security seriously to the point of seeing you on there and just having that, having that reminder you know, forthwith. So realistically, we really need to get past, you know, we talk to churches all the time that are like, well, I just wish that they would treat me like a regular ministry and not, you know, just some, some scrappy, scrappy bunch of people. Well, we kind of have to start acting like a regular ministry because if we're acting with integrity and understanding that, the power of being in that leadership role, whether you're like you guys both said, whether you're a volunteer or not, whether you're a leader or not, you know, that's where, that's where we start to see more mutual respect and saying, you know what? Okay. If I, if I act like a leader because I'm in this role and I've been given the authority, then this is how I'm going to act. And that's going to connect better with, you know, how I, how I live my life, how I'm on social media, how I handle this situation or that situation. So. Absolutely. And, and you brought up something there, James, is that I want to jump in on is that when we act, when we're responding to something, whether it's you see something and you're, you're stepping on stage, as you talked about, we are influencing. There's so many circumstances. You see somebody literally lying on the sidewalk, passed out that everybody's walking by the confirmation bias, the fact that people don't want to get involved, whatever it might be, until the first person acts. There's numerous videos out there where you see people literally mm-hmm. ignoring somebody on the sidewalk. Then one person steps in, and all of a sudden it's like a flock, mm-hmm. okay, where there's now multiple now say, oh, I now paved the way. No, but in reality, they influenced that way mm-hmm. because they were the first person to act they influence the others to get out of their own mental head and actually respond and help that person. So in a way, we have not only that duty to have the responsibility when we're standing post, but understand that even the pure act of responding, doing what we're called to do, is influencing. I think I remember reading somewhere where studies showed um, children, young children growing up, something will happen. They will immediately turn around and look at a parent for a cue as to how to react and respond. Am I supposed to be afraid of this? And depending on the parent's reaction to what's going on, the children will learn, oh, this is a scary thing or this is going to be okay or whatever. And I, yeah. I think I think in the animal kingdom, you know, deer, bears, dogs, I think it's the same thing. They We get our cue. So likewise, in a leadership position, something going on, they're going to turn around and look at you. What next? Who's calling 911? You know, what's going on? What do I need to do? What are you doing so I can follow your lead? And, and people are watching you. People are watching you. Well, and I know, I know I've heard you in some of your seminars too, John, kind of reiterate that, you know, stop, take a deep breath, mm-hmm. 
you know, think about it. And there are times in, actually I was just writing about this yesterday, but there, there have been times where I've said with various situations at my church where I've said, you know, okay, in my mind, I'm thinking this is how I'm going to handle this. And somebody, like you said, somebody will come up to me and be like, okay, how do we do this? How do you want to do this? And I'll take a deep breath and I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, how do you think we should do this? And sometimes the response that I get back doesn't connect with what, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they have a better idea. I've had mm-hmm. that happen where somebody will say, well, I think maybe we should do it this way. Okay, perfect. You know, and again, that goes back to surrounding yourself with folks that are like ministry minded and support, support it in a broad sense of, you know, being able to, to utilize that and bounce stuff off of people because you don't always have to have the answer. Now you might have to make the decision. Like they, they would say, well, what if we did it this way? Okay. You know what? I don't see any reason why not to let's do it that way. You know, that empowers that turns around and empowers the volunteers and gives them the confidence to know one as a leader, you're listening, you're empathetic, and you're actually hearing what they're, what they have to say. And then two, you are allowing them to be successful because you're building a team. You're investing into that relational equity because at the end of the day, they're, they're empowered, they're motivated because you just took one of their ideas and you went with it and you guys had hopefully had success with the end result that you were trying to achieve. So realistically, you know, there's, and again, that's, that's just how leadership is, right? It's not, you don't always have to be the one that's directing everything all the time, but if you don't take the time, if you are always doing that and you don't take the time to build into your folks, then, you know, you're not going to get much benefit and return because eventually, um, eventually it's going to come back and eventually people are going to be like, this is a one man show. You know, that's, yep. this is all yep. this guy's doing. He's just calling yep. the shots and yep. I'm not contributing anything. Yeah. So that's Mike, one of the, go ahead. Oh, go Mike. ahead. Go ahead. Mike? Oh, Mike, you're on mute again. <laughs> okay. No, I was, I was going to wait for you to, to respond to that, John, but no. go ahead. Cause I'm going to take it in a different oh, direction. Okay. I, I was going to say one of the things I learned very early on in leadership school uh, in the army, when I was uh, becoming a sergeant, uh, I remember them beating into our heads, make a decision, but be flexible enough to adapt, improvise to a changing situation. Own sure. up to it if you're wrong, but make sure that you don't become a one man show and listen to, and I've been there as a police officer. I arrive on scene or something has just taken me aback and I'm not clicking on all cylinders and, and you know, I'm just not sure exactly what to do next. And someone will ask me and I'll do exactly like that. And I'm just like, well, I'm not exactly sure. What do you think? Okay. And, and then we'll get it, we'll get it going. Um, we're all going to have a vapor lock uh, to some degree. Well, I'm human. I'm not perfect. Uh, um, and that's why it's absolutely critical that you that you are able to work with the team that you're with and you guys uh, are able to support each other. Absolutely. Sure. And when you talk about team, I think it's important that we look at it from a standpoint of who we surround ourselves with on our team matters. 
because mm-hmm. they are influencing yeah. us, mm-hmm. okay, and as well. And so we don't want to have uh, let's we, let's go back to another word in, that you put earlier: uh, seeds. Mm-hmm. We may have a bad seed or somebody mm-hmm. with the wrong attitude, okay, uh, on the team that is influencing in a negative way, causing that negativity, causing us to spiral or go down a certain path or end up with the culture that that we hear from these churches that we talk with. You know what? Anything can cause us to kind of zig when we should have zagged. Mm-hmm. And it's those influences. And so we need to make sure we're looking at it even amongst our own team and understand that those decisions over who should be coming on that team and who stays on the team and who's promoted and who gets other responsibility really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different things. So mm-hmm. it's important. And- and, and we all know it, how challenging it can, it can be to work with a Wendy Weiner or a Debbie Downer. Uh, make sure <laughs> that you're not, you know, make sure that you're not viewed as that. Um, and it can be challenging, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, and absolutely. And again, I mean, if I could, if I could foot stomp something else and I said it, actually said it in a group, in the group earlier, um, earlier on one of the posts is integrity is what you do when no one's around and Mm -hmm. you know the right thing to do. So Mm -hmm. realistically, you know, we, we are obligated if we're in that role of church safety and security, we're obligated to ensure that regardless of if anyone, uh, if anyone is there, we're obligated to do the right thing. That's just the way it is because we have to be. So if you're obligated to do the right thing and make the right choices, then guess what? You know, that's, that should be, because we all know, you know, if we're in that role, we all know what's right and wrong. So make a good choice. And, um, you know, and, and if nobody sees it, God sees it, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, God rewards and blesses those that serve him and seek him and seek his wisdom. So Mike, you were going to say something and wrap up. Yeah, so I really wanted some uh, thought here. Right? The closing thought from an author really is that this plays to many things that we covered here tonight of the idea of the action, the that we're being seen, that we're, people are looking at us, that we're influencing, that our actions matter in influencing others and, and can leave and impact people in ways that we don't ever really know. Mm-hmm. So I'll just quote this really quick. You never really know the true impact you have on those around you. You never know how much someone needed that smile you gave them. You never know how much cut your kindness turned someone's entire life around. You never know how much someone needed that long hug or deep talk. You don't wait to be kind. Don't wait for someone else to be kind first. Don't wait for better circumstances or for someone to change. Just be kind because you never know how much someone needs it. And that is Nikki Bannis. I like it. Yeah. You know, one of the things we used to have a, a a framed framed piece of art in the fire station that I worked in, and uh, it was actually from uh, Chuck Swindoll, and it was his famous quote on attitude. You know, ninety nine. He said something like ninety percent of what you do is you know, and how you how you navigate life is based mm-hmm. on your attitude, and mm-hmm. only ten percent is what stuff that happens to us mm-hmm. and. It's very, it's very true, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I love, I love that, that quote. And I like what you said, Mike, too, because so many times, you know, it doesn't take, <clears throat> it doesn't take a lot of training to be kind to somebody, 
you know, we all know what that's like. We all know what it's like to, to walk in and be stressful, you know, at church and be frustrated with life and what's going on and everything else. And, um, you know, we know, we know what it's like to support others and, and to be there for others. So what struck me is nowhere in that quote actually mentioned the word gentle, but yet I, that's what I thought of when I, and, and it plays to you, John, and very much so. But I think from the, in that same sense, it just, as I was looking and preparing for tonight, it just looking through influence and impact and being, being seen and how do that, how do we have to have head, heart and hands in the game and we need to make sure that we're doing the right thing. You know what? Gentleness is really important in the Bible too. And I think that's really important. And I love that you've named your company that. Thank you. Yeah. A gentle response diffuses anger. As challenging as it is, having some <laughs> empathy and compassion to your fellow man is absolutely key. As challenging as it is in the moment, that is still one of God's children having a bad day. And you never know, you may be the one there to water some seeds in their life in a positive way. Amen. For sure. For sure. Well, as always, John, thanks for joining. It's never enough. (laughs) 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 Yeah. But uh, if if someone is interested in doing de-escalation training, John and his team are the folks, Mm -hmm. and I've I've seen them in action. They do Mm -hmm. a fantastic job. But uh, John, where can they they connect with you at? Uh, They can reach out to me on Facebook. Um, uh, They can just uh, here on yeah here on Facebook. Just look up Gentle Response. I have a web page. I'm on LinkedIn. Everything is social media driven, right? I even have a YouTube page. (laughs) Yeah, just look up Gentle Response. You'll find me. My email, Um, and they can go through you to reach out to me. Also, Um, sure. I will. I will say that I'm booked out until next year. So, (laughs) but at least we can plan. So, any churches who are interested, we can start looking at uh, you know some springtime training and all that. So, for sure. But I will. I mean, I will do a shout out real quick for for your YouTube page because you're always making videos and throw in throw in different comments and thoughts and that's a great resource. So, you know, if you're, if you're looking for a few short minute, you know, short videos, uh, maybe a few minutes to have or play with your team. A lot of times what John will do is he'll, uh, analyze different things that have happened and, and point out, uh, different scenarios where people lost their cool and, uh, you know, and then kind of comment on how things could have been handled just a little bit different. And that type of thing, if you're looking for a short, Hey, here's a a 10 minute video. Let's watch this with my team to kind of get this point across. Those are great, uh, great resources as well. So thank um, you. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, um, I will, actually pull John out real quick. So, uh, just wrapping up, we, we, as always, we appreciate you joining us on this broadcast. Thanks for hanging out. If we can do, uh, anything to help you or your ministry, please feel free to reach out to us through our website, uh, which is churchsafetyguys.com. Uh, you can reach out through our church security app and, um, you know, we have social media everywhere as well. You know, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Um, and we have a a discussion group on Facebook where, uh, this is, I think being broadcast too, where, you know, you can reach out to us through that and we'd, we'd love to help you and do what we can to, uh, to support you and your, your team and your ministry where we can. So, um, next week we will be back and, uh, until then 
I will say. Have a great week. (laughs) (laughs) Take care. God bless. This hour of broadcasting brought to you by TwoWayRadioCenter.com, a Motorola value-added reseller. Thank you for joining the Church Safety Guys broadcast, brought to you by Vigilant Impact. We hope that you found it informative and we appreciate your feedback and interaction. Be sure to share our broadcast with your teams. Join the discussion online and connect with us on social media. For other great ministry resources, download the Church Security app or at our website at churchsafetyguys.com. Remember, keep a servant's heart mindset of ministry and semper disciplina always be training have a blessed week